Reverse Interview Podcast, Episode 4. Now is the perfect time to find your dream job, but it requires a fresh look and a unique twist. That's why Charles Woolsey is here to extract proven solutions from today's experts and make your dream job a reality. Welcome to the Reverse Interview Podcast. Get in, get hired, get promoted. Here's your host, who loves to fish and occasionally even catches one, Charles Woolsey. You know, I think I just might go fishing tomorrow. But now it's time for something really different. Caitlin Steed has been learning from the masters for years to help you find your true self and what you should be doing during your brief time here on Earth. I didn't know that Pythagoras was not only into right triangles, but he was also a scientist and a philosopher. Now you're about to find out too. Here's Caitlin. So Caitlin, tell me about what your first job was. Well, Charles, you know, that's funny. My first job that I can remember, I guess you would call it a real job, was in college. And I was a waitress at a very posh country club restaurant. That was uh, quite an experience. It's really where I learned that certain people feel entitled because they belong to something, like a club. Being at a posh country club restaurant where they pay dues, Therefore, you know, they can pretty much treat you any way that they want to, from being very courteous and appreciative to just downright nasty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with that entitlement, sometimes they're feeling as though you're really only there to serve them. I was truly a little bit rebellious for that particular atmosphere, so that didn't last very long. Yeah, I was a member of a country club here. There's one right across the street. It's Probably anything but posh. It's not a real high-end thing, but I I know what you're talking about. I see how people would treat the the servers there. But to me, I've wondered if it's really any different than working in a restaurant somewhere else because it seems like there's so many people who just want to be served and think they're above other people just because they're in a restaurant environment like that. I I could see how it could be very difficult. Yeah, it was. And and then there were those folks that belonged there that were were just very courteous and very appreciative of of what you were doing and, and your job. And I think that's true. And I think to this day when I am in a restaurant or something, I'm always very courteous and tipping well because it's it's not an easy job. Some people think that, oh, yeah, I can just go get a job as a waitress and, and I'll get some money, but it's hard, and you put up with a lot of different types of people, but that's also the beauty of it, too. You have a lot of different types of people, and you learn a lot about people through that type of a job. I wouldn't say good or bad, but there's the positive, and then there's just the awareness that you begin to build of different people's styles and, and how people are treated. That's what I was able to learn from that experience. Right. You learn learn about a lot about other people and a lot about yourself and how you react to the things that they do for you or subject you to. I'm sure a lot has happened since then. Is there any other jobs along the way that you want to talk about before we get into what you're doing now? Well, you know, when I went to college, and we'll go back just a little bit in my life, I grew up as a superintendent's daughter in a very small town in Iowa. So you can only imagine what that's like. My father's office was in my high school, actually. That was an interesting experience for me. And and I wanted to follow my father's footsteps. So I got my BA in teaching, K-12. through When I left college, I actually taught elementary school for two years. Being the rebel that I am and feeling a little bit different, it it really wasn't a good match for me. 
with my style and my beliefs because I felt as though, as a teacher, it was my job to teach each student at the level that they were at and not necessarily so much the bureaucracy of the school system. That was an interesting match. In fact, I could probably say, and I've said this to many people, I was probably in the principal's office more than the kids were. (laughs) And so I lasted a couple of years and just realized it wasn't a fit for me. But because of my teaching degree and that experience, I've been able to use what I learned as a teacher throughout my life. That was truly a gift for me. I went on from there. My best job that I had was becoming involved in the YMCA, and I was an aquatics instructor, but I was also a Special Olympics assistant director. And it was in Special Olympics that I really found this is where I belonged. The children and the adults that I served in the special needs area really taught me about life and about being real in the world than any classroom ever could have. So for the next 20 years of my life, I devoted my career to the area of serving people with disabilities. And that has been really a guiding force for me. I kind of entered that thinking I was going to be teaching them when actually the folks that I served taught me more than than I could ever imagine and gifted my life with more than I could ever imagine. It sounds like you probably had a lot more freedom to treat each of your students individually there than you did in your typical classroom. Yes, and and just learning how to be real in the world. Folks with disabilities, if they were living with Down syndrome or they were living with some type of a mental challenge or whatever, just being themselves in the world really helped me to realize that I need to be myself and learn more about myself and how I want to present myself in the world. So that was just truly, truly, truly a gift. Great. So what is it that you're doing now? Well, now I'm so passionate. I'm a professional intuitive coach, and my focus is on career and grief coaching. I was trained by Sue Frederick, who is an intuitive and author of I See Your Dream Job and Bridges to Heaven. So what I do, Charles, is I use numerology and intuition to uncover your soul's true purpose for what you came here to do in this lifetime. And I also help those who've lost loved ones to reconnect and find their purpose of why they're still here and to use their pain as their fuel to move them forward. And it's really a gift and and very, very interesting about your soul's journey because everybody is here on purpose. Your life is on purpose. I help you do that. And the information that I receive is based on your birth date. Let me ask you this. I'll be honest with you. I went to school as an engineer, and for most of my life, if I couldn't see it, touch it, smell it, measure it, I didn't believe it existed. But only in the last few years, I've been more open to listening to things that I I would not have listened to before. And I'm wondering, intuitive, is that something, you said it's a gift, is that something that you're born with, or is that something that you can be trained to do? Everyone is intuitive. Every single person on the planet is intuitive. Whether you choose to move forward and look at that and question the unknown or whether you choose to stay in, I don't know if I would necessarily call it denial, but just not willing to take a look at something like you were talking about that you can touch, that you can feel. We're all intuitive and you can develop those skills through meditation, through, you know, reading different books 
my research and study is based on uh, Pythagoras. Pythagoras was the father of our number system way back in 580 BC. And Pythagoras believed that numbers have energy. So he created this whole system. We kind of took that and moved it into math and technology and the sciences. And now science is, there's actual research. Um, Dr. Radin is one of the leading folks that says, yes, there really is energy and there really is more to just what we can see and touch and feel. So yes, everybody is intuitive and, and it can certainly be developed. Yeah, you mentioned Pythagoras, and me being an engineer, I immediately remember the Pythagorean theorem. Right. I had no idea he was into other more esoteric areas, if I can call it that. Yeah, he was a mystic and philosopher, and very, very interesting. And I base it on your, your birth date, because it's my belief that we come into this lifetime, and we choose the date in which we decide to come in, and those numbers... When I do it three different ways, I will come up with your soul's path number. We believe that, that that carries it, and you are coming in here on purpose, and you have a mission in this lifetime to accomplish. So is that something someone would need to come to you for, or is that something that they can do for themselves to figure out based on their birth date, all these, all these different things you can get out of it? You can do it by yourself. But a lot of numerologists will do, you know, maybe things one way. Or if you read a book, they'll tell you this is how you can find your birth path. I actually do it three different ways, and there's two reasons for that. One, obviously, is for accuracy. And the second reason is because there are hidden master soul numbers. Those don't get reduced down. So those master soul numbers means that eh, you just have to play a little bit bigger in your life and you came in for this reason, but, yep, you're going to up the ante, and there are definitely things that you need to be doing in this life. And it's really fun. Uh, I think one of the things I love about it the most is when my clients tell me, oh, gosh, Caitlin, that was amazing. That resonates with me so much. Or when I was a child, I dreamt of doing this, but I never thought it could happen. And they begin to uncover why they're here they begin to answer some of the questions of why I'm here, which is what I did most of my life through my job in different ones that I had. Why am I here? I always felt different. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And until I started discovering numerology and getting into the career coaching part of it and studying with Sue Frederick, I began to find out what my sole purpose was. always knew I was here to serve people, but I wasn't exactly sure what that was going to look like, and now I do. And I love helping other people find that in themselves and help them to create action plans to move forward to the dreams that they always wanted in this lifetime. Okay, I'm very curious now. You, you mentioned you help people find their path. Can you give me a specific example of someone that you work with, maybe what they were doing currently, and then after working with you, how their career path changed? Yeah, I had a client that I was talking to oh, probably a couple of months ago, and I gave her a session on her birth path. There was, at one point in her birth path, she was to teach us a different way of living. She always wanted to be a writer, but she didn't feel like she had the education to be a writer or that she could do that, that words didn't come easily for her. She always dreamed of that as a child. So as we were discussing and going through our session, 
it became very obvious to her that that is her passion and that is what she wanted to do. So we started to create an action plan for her to begin writing every day, just journaling, just letting it flow, not being attached to what the subject was or anything, just begin to write those down. And I got a call from her last week, which was great. She said, Caitlin, that was so wonderful. I've been writing and I have realized that I can be a writer and I do want to affect people's lives through my writing. I am committed to doing that now. That was just a beautiful thing because she just didn't think that she could do it. And through the reading, she found her gift. So she had some kind of self-imposed mental blocks that she believed for whatever reason that she could not write, that words didn't flow. And working through this process with you and understanding what her purpose was that helped her get beyond that? Yeah, she thought that she had to have the education and, and go through school and do the journal writing and, and be a journalist and all of that and have all of that background when really it was inside of her all the time. She needed to come to that realization that she could do this through the action steps that, that we planned together. She was able to have and get the courage to move forward with that and just do it and realize this was a gift that she carried with inside herself. She just didn't realize that uh, through her education. Getting back to your numerology, you said you calculated three different ways. I like that because whenever I do any kind of math problem that matters to me, I try to solve it at least two different ways just to prove to myself I really did get the right answer the first time. Right. So I, I like the way that you do it three different ways. I'm sure each different way has a little different interpretation, but I guess there's an overarching theme that comes when you do it multiple ways as well. That's right. Exactly. How long does that process take? The process for me takes about an hour because I also will, with my sessions, it's a little bit different because I'll I'll take your birth date and do it three ways. And then what I do is I intuitively tune into you. I will give you a mission statement. We will cover your birth path, and then we go into your nine-year cycle, which is very interesting. Everyone has a nine-year cycle, which if you look at Pythagoras, he developed the numbers one through nine, one being the beginning, the creation. It may mean that you are starting a new job. You may be moving to a new area. And then as you go through the rest of the numbers and you get up to nine, nine is a completion. It's a letting go year. Uh, maybe a job fell away, so you should congratulate yourself because your soul wasn't meant to be there. Maybe you've lost someone that was close to you in that nine-year cycle, but it's all about letting go. And you begin again. Then you start one again, a new creation. And each year carries a specific uh, number. So what I do with my my clients is we go back and we look at each nine-year cycle. What did you learn? What did you let go of? What job did you let go of? What was happening? What beliefs did you have? Who taught you those beliefs? Do you still carry those with you now? And we'll do that every nine-year cycle from birth until they're eight. And it's very interesting what you find during those times. There could be patterns that are very similar. Uh, there could be beliefs that you either let go of and so congratulate yourself that you let go of that or you might still be carrying those and it's time to move on. From there, we also look at your current personal year and I do that from your birth date numbers as well. In other words, it starts on January 1st of the year and goes through December 31st. 
and it also carries an energy, a message to you as to what it is, what cycle you're in this year, what you can be looking forward to this year, what you need to be doing this year. And from there, we plan an, an action plan to get you moving forward. So it's quite involved. So it would take about an, oh, maybe an hour, hour and a half for me to prepare all that. And then in a session, I will do that and we'll take an hour to talk about that. And you can ask me any questions that you want. And I also provide you with all the information. And from there, a lot of folks will say, oh, gosh, Caitlin, I need to work with you. I want to do more about the action plans and what I've just learned. It is a lot of work, and it, and it isn't free. There is a fee to that, but it's very nominal to have that session. Some people just want to know that. If you want to continue to work with me, of course, then we look at how often do you want, how how long a period of time, and it's totally up to the client. I really feel like they're in the driver's seat. They should be. They can choose whatever it is and however it is they want to work with me, and I also have a sliding scale, too, because I believe that I'm here to serve people, and it's about moving forward in people's lives. And I know that the gifts that it gave me in my life, so therefore I work with folks on their level. Right. That makes that makes a lot more sense to have an introductory, get started, see if it makes sense for them. And I could see how people, myself included, you tend to get stuck in the same cycles over and over again until you come to some awareness of why you're doing it and how to break out of it and where you really should be going. Yeah, and it sounds funny when I tell my clients when they'll say, you know, I just lost my job, and I'll tell them, I'll say, well, say congratulations. And they'll kind of say, well, what do you mean? And I'll say, well, say congratulations because that was an ending for you. That is your soul telling you you don't belong there. There's more for you, so therefore that's why that particular job or place that you were living or whatever it is in your life, that's why it happened because it's to move you forward in a different direction. So it's time to celebrate that. We've all had hurdles that we have to overcome in our careers. I wonder if there's one hurdle that you had particularly in your career path and how you overcame it. There's several in my lifetime, but the biggest one when I was working in my 20-year career with people with disabilities with Medicaid and Medicare, during that 20-year time, four times my job was a reduction in force. So I took, I, I talk about the cosmic two by four coming and hitting me over the head on the fourth time saying, Kaylin, you're not supposed to be doing this. And I went on unemployment and that was really tough because anyone who's been on unemployment, there is a lot of inner soul searching that you have to do. There's a lot of stigma for people who are on unemployment. Society kind of lets you know maybe you're not worthy, so you begin to feel that yourself. Nobody wants me. I can't do anything. I can't find anything. Now I have to rely on unemployment. This isn't good. But for me, what happened was is I used that time to do more of the soul searching, I was really burned out on the system of bureaucracy with Medicare and Medicaid and knew that I didn't want to get back into it. So I, I took that time to really do some deep soul searching. What is it that I want to do? Who am I in this world? Why am I here? That period actually turned out to be a gift. I was able to have the freedom to be with my best friend of over 30 years who was in her fourth round of cancer. And that particular cancer was going to take her life from this world. 
and transition her into the next world. And I was able to be there with her to care for her until the time of her death. And when I came back from that, something changed, something shifted in me. And I sat back and I remembered throughout my life, people told me that I should be a counselor. And I didn't resonate with traditional therapy. So I began to hear the voice of, that's your service. You need to be a counselor. And I began to research coaching. And that resonated with me. And I began my journey into the coaching profession. So that was a huge, huge shift for me. And one of the biggest hurdles, because I also felt, Charles said, really? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Can I do this? And as I began into that field, it resonated with me, and I said, yep, this is where I belong. I want to help people move forward in their life. I want to help them realize how valuable they are and what a beautiful person they are and that they have so much in this life to offer, and I want to be a part of that. That's a very touching story. Big changes in your life and seeing a, a close friend pass on and looking inside, deciding what you want to do. Yeah, and you know, I tell people during that period of time, it was probably in my lifetime the greatest gift I received and also the hardest thing I've ever done. So you've been through some struggles with your job and friends. Is there an overall life philosophy that you have that helps carry you through difficult times? You know, that's interesting. There was someone that posted on Facebook a saying from the Mentors Channel photo. It said, I want to inspire people. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. That just went straight into my soul, and I realized that's exactly what I want in my lifetime. That is my mission. That is what hit me and resonated with me. And then there's another thing that I... When I'm feeling lack or I'm feeling scared or fear comes in and says, can I do this? Is there enough out there? I tell myself, there is enough for everyone. And I truly, truly believe that. It sounds like if you want to inspire other people to not give up and be their best, that's probably the life that you're leading as well. Absolutely, because I know in my lifetime several opportunities have come up where You know, I just wanted to give up. I just wanted to say, okay, I'm just going to go get some job and and just live my life and do this. It always came back to me, no, I, I want to help people. I want to help them not have that feeling of that they want to give up because I wouldn't be here today if I had that. And I love that saying about just want someone to look at me and be able to say, because of you, I didn't give up. I had people in my life that did that for me. That going back to um, college, I remember an incident. I wasn't very, uh, very well, kind of on the dark side, drugs, alcohol, all of that, just to, to get through. And I had a professor, I'll never forget her, who one day looked at me and said, are you okay? And obviously back then when you're in college, well, you know, of course I'm okay. But really it hit me later on and I thought, no, I'm not okay. And it just took that one person to say that one thing to me, are you okay, that changed my life. Someone that can look into your eyes and see that there's something more going on. Absolutely, that there's something and and not really have that uh, connection with you per se, except for the teacher-student relationship, but just to know and just to look and ask that question, are you okay? Nobody had ever done that before in my life. I will never forget her 
and I thank her to this day because it, it made a huge impact and changed my life. So is there one book, if you had to choose one book, that could help people in their career path or their life path or just help them get through difficult times? Is there one book that you could recommend to me? Can I tell you two? Most people do, actually, so go ahead. I absolutely love Napoleon Hill. And the two books that resonate with me and that everyone should read is Think and Grow Rich. I love that book. And the other one uh, was controversial back in 1939 when he actually wrote it. It's called Outwitting the Devil. I've actually read both of those. Have you? What did you think? I particularly liked Outwitting the Devil when I read that when it came out like two or three years ago. Isn't that amazing? It really resonated with me at the time and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And just thinking about the way he did with his conversations with the devil and what it really means to have the devil in your in your head and making decisions for you. Yes, yes. A whole different way of thinking about, you know, about the devil being the negativity that's in your head and the God side being um, the positive, thinking thinking rich, thinking positive thoughts, moving forward and, and not getting into that negativity and fear beautiful book. It, it's, I highly recommend that for every person. Here's the big question I'm going to end with. Imagine you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have a job, you didn't have connections. What would you do to get back up on your feet and get going again? Well, as a coach, I'm going to tell you, and, and I would be remiss if I didn't say that having a coach in your life is huge. I didn't realize that before in my life, before I got a coach. And it was about holding me accountable. It's really easy to say, I'll do that tomorrow, or it's easy to, to just give up, or it's easy to flounder in your life. But when you have a coach and you can hire that, you can work through issues, you can be held accountable, you can begin to goal plan, you can know what your life is, what your purpose is, it's so important to have that. It's also important to begin to network, get involved in groups, get involved with people who are like-minded. You know, people come in your life, some are meant to stay and some are meant to leave. And again, that's all on purpose. If you can network and get involved in groups that you're interested in, talk to people, tell people what you're doing, that's super important. You know, I, I think if... If folks wake up and breathe and say, okay, what are my gifts? Let me find out. What do I like? Make a list of all of your talents and then begin to search for those, to reach for those, to look for the coach that will help move you forward. So very important. My particular coach was a lifesaver for me. I didn't realize the importance of having a coach until, until I had one. I agree with you 100%. Most of my life I didn't have a coach, and I did okay, but I got so much more focused and a big push and sometimes a kick in the backside when I needed it when someone is looking over your shoulder and seeing all the things that you don't see for yourself so easily. Yeah, and they're, and they're not attached to you. They're not your best friend. You know, they're, they're there to help you move forward. I think that coming from that objective side of it is, is so important. You can talk to your family, you can talk to your best friends, but they're not as objective as a coach will be. And they'll tell you what you need to do, not necessarily what you want them to say to you. And I think that makes all the difference as well. Great. 
I appreciate your time, Caitlin. Well, you're welcome, and thank you, Charles. This has been a pleasure and a gift. This episode of Reverse Interview is over. Please visit reverseinterview.com right now for more information about this episode and to get all of the insider scoop to land your dream job. That's reverseinterview.com. We'll see you next time on the Reverse Interview Podcast.